The Owner's Perspective, hosted by Eagle Land. All things Colorado ranches from the owner's perspective. Good morning and welcome to The Owner's Perspective. I am Joey Burns, the owner of Eagle Land Brokerage, and this is our podcast where we present Colorado's finest ranch properties and discuss issues related to farming and ranching in western Colorado. Our focus is to explore this fantastic lifestyle through the owner's perspective. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Alan Distel. Alan is the general manager of the Cimarron Ditch and Canal Company and the Bostwick Park Conservancy District. Alan is also the president of the Cimarron Watershed Group, a 501c3 established to receive grants to preserve and enhance the beautiful Cimarron of Colorado. Welcome, Alan. Thank you, Joey. Very good to have you. I've known Alan for a long time, so it's good to have him. He is our very first guest on the Owner's Perspective, so it's great to have you, Alan. Okay. Uh, thank you, Joey. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of history, of my history in the Uncompahgre Valley. My grandparents came in to Colorado and settled on Bostrick Park in the early 1900s just after the irrigation water was established on Bostrick Park Mesa. <clears throat> they raised uh, potatoes and wheat and chipped the potatoes and the wheat on the railroad at the foot of Bostrick Park at the small town that was called Lejeune. It sets right off of Highway 50. And they came in from Kansas when they first came to Colorado and they kept headed west until they got to Montrose and my great-great-grandfather thought that the Bostry Park area would be a good place to, to raise his family. So that's where they settled down. They never did own any land up on Bostrick Park. They always used leased land. And from Bostrick Park then in the 1950s, they moved down to the Olathe area where we still own the current farm that they purchased in 1956. Yeah. Well, you've seen lots of changes in Montrose in the last number of years, haven't you? Yes, Montrose has really grown in the last several years, particularly in the last 20 years. Uh, previous to that, it had some growth, but the growth was real small yeah. uh, and not very fast. But the last 20 years, why it's just exploded. I think that old airport and just the scenic beauty of Montrose has just kind of taken off and, and uh, it's uh, pretty good, gets under your skin pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's true, Joey. I've had several people that tell me that the reason they move into the Montrose area is because it's so adjacent to year-round activities. In the summertime, they can fish and camp and hike. In the fall of the year, they can uh, go hunting, big game hunting or small game hunting. Uh, Colorado, particularly western Colorado, has a large acreage of national forest and BLM land which allows them access to the forest. We have a large area that is actually wilderness for the real active people that like to go out and hike and there they can actually get away from all of civilization when they go into those wilderness areas. Yeah, that's neat. 
No, that's a, that's why we all moved here, and, and it's great that we can live this lifestyle and live in western Colorado. So a number of years ago, I think it was about 2011, um, you kind of transitioned from farming to um, being more of an active member and the general manager of the Cimarron Ditch and Canal Company and the Bostwick Park um, Conservancy District. Why don't you give me a little bit of insight to what that, that entails? Yes, in 2011, the president of the Cimarron Canal and Reservoir Company and the Bostwick Park Water Conservancy District retired, and I was the vice president of the board of directors, so the rest of the directors told me to, to go ahead and run the organization and to make it improve it. Uh, which I think I've done a fairly good job of improving the, uh, both the canal company and the district. Uh, to give you a little bit of history on the canal, uh, the Cimarron Canal and Reservoir Company, as known today, originally was called the Cimarron and Uncompahgre Valley Canal and Reservoir Company. It was dug in the 1900s, in 1901 and 1902 is when the canal was actually dug. It was the first canal that actually created a trans-basin diversion for irrigation water. The irrigation water at that time irrigated very few acres up in the Cimarron area. Most of the water was, was imported into the Uncompahgre Valley uh, to irrigate the Montrose area, all the way down to what's known as the Ironstone Canal. That was the intent of the canal, was to actually irrigate the Uncompahgre Valley and not Bostrick Park. After the Gunnison Tunnel was built, the water was no longer needed down in the Uncompahgre Valley. So at that time, through via the Vernal Mesa Ditch, it was transferred over to Bostrick Park, and that's when the farming actually began on Bostrick Park. It was mm-hmm. in the time frame of 1907, 1908, sometime in that time frame. That's amazing. I, I don't think folks realize that, that water was imported into this valley through these ditch systems, and I believe that that original Cimarron ditch was like an 1899 water right, wasn't it? The original... Uh, beginning of the Cimarron Canal was actually the surveying of it. The idea happened in in 1898. The survey was completed in 1899. The canal was uh, put under construction then in 1900s. And uh, uh, kind of an amazing fact, water was put in the canal October of 1902, the canal broke in April of 1903. Somebody stole half of the dynamite out of the dynamite shack at the headgate and blew the headgate out of the river. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> so, you know, that's a, that's a pretty short history of it. They repaired the canal and kept the water flowing anyway. That's funny. Well, beam somebody would actually steal water, blow up a headgate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we aren't sure what the reason is. We can't find out who blew it up or why they blew it up, but they definitely did. Well, they say, Alan, that, you know, 
whiskey's for drinking and water's for fighting. So I guess that's true. It started early. It started early. That's funny. Well, so this this water district that is the Bostwick Park Conservancy District and Cimarron Ditch and Canal, it originates in one of the most beautiful areas um, I believe in the state of Colorado. So if you head east out of Montrose, about twenty miles is the beginning of the Cimarron Valley, and that Cimarron Valley then turns south. And this valley, we've done a tremendous amount of work in, but it's about 25 miles long and a little over five miles wide. But it's this beautiful valley, and at the headwaters, there's the three forks of the Cimarron that then feed into the Cimarron um, River. But this valley um, is just incredibly scenic. I mean, this is where John Wayne filmed part of True Grit was back up in here, and and to me, it's one of the most beautiful places in Colorado, and just very close proximity to um, um, the town of Montrose, and so a lot of people recreate up here, and I believe you mentioned to me earlier, Alan, that like it was 1966 or 67 when the uh, the Silverjack Reservoir was started, and that reservoir is basically a storage facility for um, the Cimarron Canal, which is fed through the Bostwick Park Conservancy District, or I guess administrated. But um, I think that's when it was established, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so construction began on it in 1966. It was actually conceived in about 1955-56, um, where they were working on the Aspinall units, and the Silverjack Reservoir is actually one of the Aspinall Unit Reservoirs, or what they call the Colorado River Storage Project. It's actually one of the reservoirs that was built under that bill. Uh, they started doing the environmental impact statements and the feasibility studies in 1956. That lasted for 10 years. And why they were doing that study, the Bossy Park Water Conservancy District was established. It is a quasi-state agency and operates under as a state government agency. Uh, the rules for operation are governed by the state statute for conservancy districts. The uh, directors for the organization are actually by application and appointment by the judge. Mm. Uh, the Bossier Park Water Conservancy District uh, was then formed, and they began construction on the reservoir in 1966, completed construction in 1971, filled the reservoir for the first time in 1972, and delivered the first water in 1973. Mm -hmm. When they... When they did this project down on Bostrick Park, there was a lot of fertile land that laid on the west side of the Bostrick Park area. So they actually put in a siphon going all the way from the east side of Bostrick Park to the west side, put in an irrigation lateral, and they deemed all that land as full-service land. That land gets 100% of its water from the Silver Jack Reservoir. The rest of the acreage, then the water was put out by petition. The farmers had to petition for how much water they wanted to a maximum of 4.9 acre feet of water 
per acre. And that's what gives the Bostrick Park area the late season irrigation water. Previous to that, the Cimarron Canal and Reservoir water normally will be out of water by the 4th of July. Hmm. So that's what that reservoir did is it just gave it a full season. So now you have a full season of irrigation water. I think from the general public, they hear about ranchers and the cattlemen and they use these systems. But what they find is when they go up to Silverjack Reservoir, they got a canoe and a fishing pole because it is the recreational hub i think or one of the main recreational points out of montrose and i have family that comes from arizona all the way up just to fish at silverjack i mean it's a beautiful beautiful area so yes it is uh the visitor number days has really increased in the last 10 years up at silverjack up there uh and as joey said it's a nice quiet place uh, they can go anywhere from Silver Jack Reservoir, which sets at about 80, between 8,800 and 8,900 feet in elevation. They can go all the way up and within, within five miles of Silver Jack Reservoir, there's actually three 14,000 foot peaks yeah, that set in the wilderness area. If they're real ambitious, they could actually start at Silver Jack Reservoir and hike all the way to Silverton. You know, you're selling a pretty good salesman. <laughs> you know, we might have to put a different hat on you, you know. <laughs> you know, one of the things I was thinking about, Alan, is, um, I mean, you and I have been friends, but we've also, you become friends because you work with somebody. So my company had, um, under Land Information Systems, had, had mapped back in 2010 and 2011 the entire um, canal system and all the assets within the Cimarron Ditch and Canal. And so we put together quite a, a detailed, um, you know, documentation of what the, what the system had. And from that, um, what the real subject we want to talk about today is more on the, um, I got to look at my notes, the Cimarron Watershed Group, which you're the president of. The, the, uh, the watershed, um, and I'm actually a board member on that, but why don't you give me a little bit of insight, Alan, to the Cimarron Watershed Group? Okay. Uh, the Cimarron Watershed Group uh, began its formulation in 2020 with a grant that the Boston Park Water Conservancy District received from the Bureau of Reclamation to enhance the watershed and to make its longevity and improve all of the water systems within the watershed. The uh, formation of the group took two years to complete. It is now completed. And as Joey said, it's a 501c3 organization and it's fully functional on its own with the Cimarron Canal and Reservoir Company and the Boston Park Water Conservancy District being among, among their memberships. The watershed main focus is to conserve water and improve the infrastructure of the irrigation systems and also to improve the recreation aspects of the Cimarron Valley. At the current time, there's fishing in Silverjack Reservoir 
and a short hike. It's a, a between one half and three quarters of a mile. You can hike to what's known as Fish Lakes Number Two Reservoir. Sets on the Forest Service. Down below it is a dry reservoir. It's called Fish Lakes One. And this is another project that the watershed group is working on restoring that reservoir to a fishery and to enhance the Cimarron River to help keep the temperatures lower in it to improve the fishery in the Cimarron River. All of these projects that we do are to conserve water and to conserve the natural beauty of the area. Yeah. Well, I think what a lot of folks don't realize, too, when you're dealing with water rights and the Cimarron, um, you know, there's a requirement of diligence to make sure that you're utilizing the water and you're doing the very best efforts. And so the Cimarron Ditch and Canal Company has done a great job of doing that to make sure they're taking care of this. But I think from the public standpoint, I really like the water, um, the Cimarron Water Group or the Watershed Group. Because it's really for the, not only for the rancher, but for the entire general public. I mean, there are things that, that are being done through grants and through community um, efforts to try to help build and not just preserve the water, but also recreation. And um, I mean, so what are some of the organizations, Alan, besides the public? I mean, isn't Trout's Unlimited one of those? Trout Unlimited uh, is a member of the organization. Uh, we have several uh, individual members that are not only farmers and ranchers, but also people that live in the city of Montrose and surrounding areas. Uh, to give you an idea of the watershed's mission statement, I'll have Joey read the the Cimarron Canal and the Cimarron River and Valley Watershed Coalition's mission statement, and we adhere to this statement because we feel that it covers the entire purpose of the watershed group. I'll be glad to. The mission of the Cimarron Valley and River Watershed Coalition is to provide education, financial resources. Uh, communication and project implementation for improving and protecting water quality, water conservation, water use, in-stream flows and fisheries in the Cimarron River and the tributaries, while also ensuring long-term sustainability of the watershed, important agricultural community. The Cimarron Valley and River Watershed Coalition shall operate in a collaborative manner with landowner agencies and members of the public. I think one thing too, Alan, if I understand correctly, when the coalition was set up, it was set up because it met requirements to obtain grants. Correct. Yeah. And so if an individual in the Cimarron area or had a even a private party could come to the coalition and say, hey, I'm thinking about this, and because it had already been approved to receive grants by the government as a coalition, they could then apply to the coalition. And if it met within the standards, it was already, the coalition was already approved. So it made it one step closer, I think, for somebody to help receive some of these grants that otherwise may be a little bit out of reach. Yes, uh, that's true, Joey. Uh, at the current time, we're working on one such project, 
And just to look on that project from the outside without getting in, you would say that it's just an irrigation uh, project to divert water out of Blue Creek into uh, the east side of the Little Cimarron Valley. However, when you get down into it, it's actually an environmental grant in there because this ditch has several slide areas in it, which causes breaches. It seeps a lot. Uh, there's a lot of water loss within that. Uh, the upper part of Blue Creek has native cutthroat trout in it. Uh, the, the CPW uh, has noticed migrating fish going up into that rookery in there. So this project, is what it's going to do is it's going to reduce the possibility or the probability of a large silt load going into Blue Creek from a breach of the ditch and then that silt load continuing on down into the Aspinall units. So that's one environmental benefit. It's going to return three natural streams, but tributary streams back into Blue Creek, which will keep the temp water temperatures in Blue Creek lower from these natural tributaries. It's also going to put in a fish barrier, which will keep the migrating fish from going up Blue Creek into the native cutthroat fishery. To help benefit the watershed at this time, because before this organization uh, was created, there was really not an organization that would oversee what was happening within this valley. And there, uh, the coalition, is a good place to start for people to get involved either by donating money to it, donating time to it. Uh, we would like to go into some of the hiking trails in the spring of the year with volunteers and clear the trails. Uh, lots of times because of the winters that we have here, the hiking trails for say an elderly person uh, are just about impassable because of the amount of down timber and washouts and whatnot, uh, if we could get together a group of volunteers maybe to walk those trails as soon as the snow's off and repair them. The first couple of years, because it's never been done before, will be pretty uh, labor intensive. However, after that, when you've only got to clean, clean up one year's mess, it won't take near as long. And I think more elderly people uh, or people in general uh, small children are the same way. Uh, those blowdowns can be anywhere from one foot high that I've seen them 10 feet high. That you have to hike around and find a trail through there. Whereas if we could get a group of volunteers together to go in and clear those trails out right after the snow leaves, why it would just enhance the public usage of these areas. Yeah. Well, I think one project you mentioned to me on earlier was Fish Creek number two, and then the ability to bring it to, to enhance Fish Creek number one. This is all up in the same general area, and this you have to imagine going off of a county road and kind of hiking up through the timber, and you get to these very high mountain lakes with potential campsites around them something that's almost a little bit of a hybrid between like going way way back into the mountains where very few people could go but hiking in for a mile or so and then you get to this beautiful camp areas i believe fish creek number two or maybe i have it backwards 
Fish Creek number one is one of those areas that you're looking at doing that, that we could use a public help. Uh, yes, Fish Creek one uh, is a reservoir that by state law was breached in the, I believe it was around the year 2000 mm -hmm. uh, because the uh, outlet works on it failed and it's been dry ever since. The Cimarron Canal and Reservoir Company does hold a storage water right along with a private ranch, also has a storage right in that reservoir. The coalition is currently looking into the feasibility of getting a grant from the federal government to do the what's called the inundation map, which means the map that what damage will be created if this reservoir happens to break. Uh, will there be loss of life? That's a, probably a seventy-five to $100,000 study to do that inundation map. That's a requirement of the state that it has to be done before we do any work on the reservoir. So in preliminary engineering, the entire dam on that reservoir will have to be taken out and rebuilt. So all the geology studies will have to be done on it. So it's going to be a pretty expensive grant. This grant will be a 65, it can be a 65, 35 cost share program. Uh, if we're successful in, in getting this grant, then we will need to come up with the 35% of whatever the cost of the project is uh, to do the initial part. Then the second part of that grant is for up to 25, up to $20 million. And it's also can be a 65-35 split. Uh, the split can be done within kind work or use of our machinery to do whatever and getting covering our portion of that uh, this will create basically within a quarter of a mile of each other there's actually three reservoirs up there there's fish lakes reservoir number two there's fish lakes reservoir number one and there's cowpuncher reservoir those three high mountain lakes set within a half a mile of each other so a person could within a i would say a half hour's hike uh because it's less than a mile from the county road and a campground the forest service has a campground right there also uh where the trailhead takes off you could walk up in there and you'd have three different reservoirs to fish in or to camp at or in the fall of the year to hunt around yeah that's neat. Well, I think that would be a huge benefit to the community of Montrose and just the com the community of the state as far as a new recreational area. And, and there's there's a device with the Cimarron watershed that is overlooking these things or identifying ways to enhance the Cimarron Valley and anything that has to do with water. So Alan's the man to talk to if you um, have an interest in being involved in the watershed. Um, there's always work to do and I'm going to give you this website here which is um, it's cvrwc.org and I'll say that one more time it's cvrwc.org which stands for the Cimarron Valley and River Water Coalition um, this is the website that you can go to it has basically the mission statement some of the projects that are going on 
out there and um there's also a phone number what would be the best phone number alan to call if somebody wanted to visit with you uh 249-8707 which is my office number great okay uh, also, I'd like to mention that within this website, uh, there's an interactive map that uh, Joey's company has put together for us. And there you can click on that map, and that's a Google Earth map. And it will tell you just about any of the information you want to know within that watershed. Great. Great. Yeah, so listen, um, Alan, I just want to thank you for taking the time to bring awareness to the Cimarron watershed um, to just thank you for the work you've done. Alan's done a great job of enhancing um, the, the ditch system and doing a great job of modernizing and doing great diligence work for the Cimarron ditch and canal system and also Boston park conservancy district. So Alan, I want to thank you for being our first guest. You know, I told you before you started, you and me both have a face for radio, but <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Joey. Yeah. Uh, it's a good way to get our mission out to the people to get some volunteers because we are such a new group. Yeah, well, good. Well, thank you for all your work and keep to keep in tune for what's going to be coming up in the future. Uh, last year, we had a great barbecue up in the Cimarron. We had lots of guests come in and just talk about that on site. So we're hoping to put that together sometime this summer as well. So um, if you want to get involved, it's a great place to get involved. Yes, and we also have uh, monthly watershed coalition meetings. They're held from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Usually on the last Wednesday of every month, if you will contact me or there's a place on the web page to, uh, to actually join the coalition, uh, and there I can put you on the, uh, on the mailing list, and we hold all of these meetings Zoom, so you don't even have to go anywhere to attend the meetings. Uh, I'd also like to say that the city of Montrose uh, is also involved in the watershed group the city of montrose is one of the cimarron canal and reservoir company's largest shareholders is that right good good well alan thank you very much and uh we appreciate to see what's going on here and we'll see how this goes and and maybe in a year we'll have a a, a recap of this and see you know kind of where it was today and how it showed up in a year so that'd be great so, okay thank you joey thanks alan appreciate you